Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly roundup of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine Olive's food director and podcast host, and this is episode 147. This week, we see the return of cheesemonger and podcast favourite Morgan McGlynn. Morgan's written a book all about how to make cheese at home, so I visited the tiny kitchen at the back of her cheese shop in Muswell Hill to get a lesson in making your own ricotta. It's a lot simpler than you think and loads of fun to do. So let's have a listen. So I'm delighted to welcome back to the podcast today, Morgan McGlynn. Hi, Morgan. Um, It's your third appearance on the podcast. It is, yes. Um, And we're here today to talk all about Morgan's new book, The Modern Cheesemaker, um, where she literally tells you how to make every kind of cheese. It's brilliant. Um, If you want to hear more about Morgan, the two previous podcasts we've done are episode 68 and 107, where you can hear all about British cheeses, summer cheeses, and also about Morgan's incredible journey um, from being a Saturday shop girl to becoming Britain's youngest female cheese <laughs> yeah. mo- Well, was youngest. Make, you should make a movie out of it. Yeah. I, I love the story. It's a, it's a brilliant <laughs> story. But today we're here. Um, we're going to talk about cheese making and we're going to make some cheese live. Yep. It won't be exactly live once this goes out, but we're going to do it live. And we are in the back of um, Cheeses of Muswell Hill, which is the most incredible shop. It's kind of like a, it's a long, thin shop with a long counter and it's, it's pretty tiny, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're in like a two metre by... Yeah, meter, <laughs> tiny we're back room. In the back yeah. in a tiny it's like back a little room. hobbit room. Yeah, so but we're uh, both little. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the premise of the book is you can make cheese in your own kitchen, but we're not even in a proper kitchen. No. We've, we're on a trestle table with a little hot plate. Yeah, and a I pan. put a picture on the Instagram to yeah, show great. how tiny we are. <laughs> we'll take some pictures to show you. Um, 
So let's just talk about the book first. So what, I mean, what inspired you to think, to go from cheesemonger to I'm going to write a book all about cheesemaking? Well, I think I, well, this has been 12 years yeah. I've had the shop, so it's a long time. And it's been a long time hanging around with cheesemakers. Yeah. So knocking around <laughs> with them, seeing what they do and going to see their farms. Yeah. And it's always, always fascinated me how it works and what the process is. Yeah. And then we kind of just, we came back from a trip in Somerset one day and we were like, do you know what, we should just give it a go ourselves. I mean, can it be that hard? Yeah. Um, and it is with the big cheeses, yeah. but um, we started quite little, started doing yeah. fresh cheeses, yeah. which were fab and basically just became a little bit of a hobby for us when maybe the shop was quiet yeah. or when we closed, we'd make our own little cheeses. Yeah. Um, once customers found out, they were saying, oh, could you write down the recipe for me? And I oh, was so like, were you selling them as well? And we sold some of our own wax cheddars, right. yes. Did so, you? Wow. Yeah. And we still sell them. Um, and But then the customers were really interested in what oh. we were doing because, as you can see, the shop, they can pretty much see what we're doing at all times. And they could see you like, out the back yeah. making. They were thinking, God, if you can do it in that space, yeah. so I can do it. So they kept saying, can you write down a recipe? Yeah. So I would write them on the back of, like, brown bags <laughs> for the bagels. <laughs> and then I thought, maybe I should be keeping a note of these yeah. and, you know, as you go along, yeah. yeah. And then I was approached about doing a book and it was kind of a natural progression yeah. and I wanted to also highlight some of my favourite cheesemakers from over the world that maybe people didn't know. Yeah, because peppered throughout the book as yeah. well as telling you how to make each style of cheese as a little paragraph or a little little column yeah. on and pictures of your... Just on my faves, basically, yeah. the yeah. favourite people. And, um, and then the other side of it is kind of recipes that over the years, obviously, we have mm. loads of cheese at home. We take cheese yeah. home all the time. <laughs> so I cook with cheese a lot. Yeah. Um, and there are some kind kind of family recipes and yeah. recipes that I do and yeah so it was quite a fun book to make and fairly easy really and you literally cover every style of cheese making every in style there cheese making yeah there's it's basically it goes from a progression of kind of starting super like easy entry level entry anyone level. could do yeah just to see if you even like it yeah because I thought there's no point putting a hard cheddar at the beginning no. and putting everyone off no. you want to build your skills so it's it's set out so that you can learn as you go yeah the basics up until something quite progressive and a little bit harder mm. um and if you get to that point go you because yeah. <laughs> it can be it quite difficult quite but difficult, it's worth, yeah. like I was saying to you before it's when you get to that it's really fun yeah and it's fantastic pressing your own cheese and you don't need to go out and buy loads of equipment no. like we've lit well on the table we've got a sieve some tea towels I'm yeah. not even using muslin today <laughs> and white wine vinegar and some milk so it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. Yeah, most people have it in their cupboard. Yeah, because we've got um, in our in our issue this this month, which is an Easter issue, we've got a, a little extract from the book, and I read a lot of the book and then went back to the beginning and was thinking what what elements do we want to take out and it was actually quite simple to separate out there's these elements you need to go through to make the cheese yeah and then um adam went in the kitchen and made the curd cheese recipe and he came out with this big grin on his face going yeah it's, it, it works and, he sort of like, and i was like well of course it works you know but like it's that it's that thing in your head you're like it's it's much more complex than yeah. it is. but actually i guess things like people have been making paneer they've been making paneer is such a good which one. is such a simple one yeah. to make I think that's just made with lemon juice. Lemon isn't it? juice and milk, which yeah. everyone I assume has in yeah. their house. Um, 
and it's so fantastic. The thing I like about paneer is it's actually a cooking cheese. Yeah. So it's not something you sit down and nibble no. at. And you don't need to let it mature. No. You just need to let it kind of sit for a yeah, bit and, and it kind form of form it, itself. Yeah, it goes with yeah. the spongy bit. It's fab. I mean, we yeah. do a paneer curry and it's got yeah. to be, well, it's mine and Jamie, the photographer's favourite recipe by yeah. far because it's one of those ones that you can come home, you leave it on the hob for a couple of hours yeah. and it's delish and it's yeah. just easy and sharing. Is that like a sog paneer? Yeah. That's, so my favorite, that's yeah, one of my favourite curries. It's so yummy. You've inspired me, I'm going to make that. Well, we used to, the reason the recipe came around is because my dad's birthday is on the 22nd, 27th of December. Yeah. Everyone was so bored of party food by that yeah, point. Completely. So we used to go to the local pub. I don't know if you remember the Alexandra. Yeah, yeah, I do remember The that. old, like, grotty <laughs> yeah. pub. And I used to Love make... an old man's pub. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And we used to make a homeless um, shelter big pan of oh, my really? curry and just get loads of naan bread and put it in the pub. Fantastic. And everyone just used to dig into it and it's some yeah. kind of our favourite sharing family yeah, yeah, recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's quite fun. So comfort food yeah, as comfort well. Yeah, comfort food, which is good. Okay, so on to cheese making because we can talk through each stage as, yes. we, as we actually do it here and now. So um, we're gonna, what are we going to make today? So I think we're going to make fresh ricotta. Oh, nice. Because it can be made quite quickly yeah. um, and it means that I can show you quite easily how to make it there's no real downtime no in between normally you leave about an hour to let it sit yeah but we can eat it quite fresh and warm it okay. doesn't matter great <laughs> and like because I was thinking about um I know often with uh Italian recipes for making um like nudi you know that the yeah yeah the little dumplings which are made just with ricotta and um um, I think it's just ricotta and semolina and then maybe some spinach in there as well but they don't put any flour in and they always call for like getting your ricotta from a cheesemonger because it's much drier, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas so, the stuff you get from the supermarket can be quite wet. Well, that's the thing. They're leaving it in the water for so yeah. long to preserve it. Yeah. The nice thing about this is you can make it as creamy as you like or as dry as you like. So I've got two recipes in the book. One is a normal ricotta yeah. and then one is a ridiculously indulgent ricotta, okay. which is adding double cream wow. to the recipe. Because ricotta, <laughs> it's usually quite a healthy <laughs> cheesemonger and you've just made it into something I know, that like... There's the healthy option and yeah. then the treat option <laughs> but the reason I like the creamy one is it's so good to kind of you know like pistachio nuts and honey yeah, for breakfast God, yeah. so just like spread on toast yeah, I Yum. think that's it that's the nice yeah. doing it and I think it's about things I would do yeah. and I know that the the yummy healthy one is fantastic yeah. <laughs> but also the indulgent, the one, indulgent is one is good really as well good. cool okay so let's start off yes. with um with the milk okay because that is one of the most important things yeah so um, yeah, with the um, with what we're using today, I've just got an induction hob, which yep. is actually quite good because you can control the temperature oh, really okay. well. Yep. Um, but normal gas, anything else is fine. So we're going to put it on about three, which yeah. isn't very high. I'll hold you on mic right? for Thank you. you. Yeah. So, so um, tell us about milk, because obviously milk is the bedrock of any yes. cheese um, and what you choose to make your cheese with is incredibly yeah. important so i mean it is good to use good quality milk yeah. if you can get something from the farmer's market um any kind of local milk is fantastic there's a few graham's is a very good quality one that you should be able to buy in some supermarkets okay that's a really nice one we're just using an organic one for supermarket just to show you how you do it at home yeah but we would normally on saturdays 
Sundays, there's a farmer's market in Ali Pali. Yeah, yeah. And yep. they do amazing milk. Do they? It's who, so who, good. Who down there is for any North is. Londoners? Robert, but um, I don't know what the brand's called. And do they sell cheese or do they just sell milk? Just milk. Do they? Which is fab. Right, and I'm there's a lot there of places like that <laughs> yeah. that do that. And you can kind of pop along yeah. and they'll give you nice. And sometimes it's quite fresh. There's like cream on. That's what you're yeah, looking for. the separation. That's it. And once you've got yeah. that, you've got good cheese. But with ricotta, because it's quite a low-fat milk, yeah. a low-fat cheese, we don't need to worry too much. You can use a supermarket milk and it will work. But, but try and get organic Try and get organic, yeah, yeah if you can. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to add four litres wow. into here. So yeah, we are making quite a lot. Um, into the big pan and just heat this through. Yeah, so you have to start... Four, what, how many? How much ricotta will four litres? Should make us you? four ricottas. Will so it? you don't get an awful lot, but... That seems, like, quite, that seems quite decent to me, though. Is that like sort of little... They're like that. tub so, sizes. Yeah, so that's what's decent that about? sized tubs. Is that like 300 gram, do you reckon? I'd say, yeah, about 250, about 300. Two, yeah, it's not too bad. Um, which isn't bad at all, no. I think. And the well. magic as well. So did you... Would you ever use um, raw milk? Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. If I can get hold of it, yeah. yeah. So Muswell Hill this morning, we don't have it, but yeah. we, we are lucky enough to order in from the farms. Do you? So we order from um, places like Fen Farm Dairy that do Baron Bygod, which right. is an amazing cheese. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you can get good milk. And raw milk is just unpasteurised. It is. And is it legal? Because it was a, there's it's a lot... It's legal of... in Scotland. <laughs> okay. So as so long as you buy it big, from Scotland. Yeah. No, no, no. It's illegal there. So oh. you can't take it into the country. Oh, it's kind really? of like... Yeah. So when we were up there, actually, they were all asking, oh, what do you... Do you like oh, raw you've milk? Because you just been on book tour in Scotland, Yeah, so I've just yeah, been to yeah. Scotland. And they were saying, oh, we can't bring it in. We have to, you know, um, try and get it over the border. <laughs> it's just know, ridiculous. There's, there's so much controversy about... Or there has been about... Um, unpasteurized so I guess unpasteurized cheeses and raw milk it's it's not been heated to a certain yeah. level to get rid of but it's so much better like yeah. it's it's the regulations are ridiculous in Scotland yeah. absolutely appalling and what's happened is in the past they've had a few problems mm. but they've gone so heavy on yeah I, I can't even understand why they've done it yeah but when I was up there at the delis they're all so sad because you they know. want to use it yeah and, and they I guess what raw cheeses. milk brings is an extra level of um oh, I don't know science microbes what is it yeah what, well, what is no, it they, we in the shop we only it's, sell it's particular really characteristics isn't it yeah. yeah and they taste better you know we because it brings its them. own character i guess exactly. is what i'm trying to say yeah which yeah. is not everything in the milk not everything alive in the milk has been killed off by yes, pasteurization and for us the only reason we sell we have some pasteurized cheeses yeah. but it tends to be for pregnancy um yeah. so the majority of our cheese i'd say 80 percent oh, wow. is unpasteurized yeah. and we do a lot of raw cool. cheese so yeah. it's yeah we prefer it yeah. um but yeah if you can get hold of it which you should be able to yeah. and there's places like um farm drop now yeah do they do it? yeah, yeah, yeah they do kind of fresh milk they're very very good because i think they're they're uh, the other thing i like about them is they don't have any food miles so they will deliver to you when they From fit their, in when they can find when they're going to locally. Muswell hill yeah that's brilliant which i think is fantastic yeah. so yeah farm drops a very good one and there's a few other online sites that you can use so people could so like that that can start a journey off for people just finding finding the milk yeah, yeah. to start their cheese and also experimenting with it yeah like different what works types, for you yeah. what type of cheese you like and because you're going to get a different tang from using different cheeses exactly. on you yeah yeah because we've got the milk in the pan now just so, just so people know yeah. it's a i'm looking it's about a half 
hostel, but you've got a nine litre yeah. sort of pan so there. Yeah, so I'm up to kind of about four. Four litres in that. This one's got a really good But it little... is just a normal pan. It's not like some crazy no, big... So this is just a normal pan. Yeah. Um, we get it from Ikea. Yeah. They're big. They kind of fit in the shop. Yeah. And we either use it for spaghetti when we're not cheese making or shove the milk yeah. in there. But it's not crazy big. So it's no, not no, like no. you would probably have something in your cupboard that like yeah. your big, just get your biggest pan out basically. Yeah. And also you don't have to do the quantities we do. Like no. actually I'm doing double quantities of the book okay. with this one. Cool. So we want a little bit more ricotta so we can all try some. Yeah. But in the book we're doing half of this quantity, okay, cool. which it just makes it easier. And you've just dropped in a little um, thermometer there. Yes. So this is the most important okay. cheese making equipment. Okay. Not expensive, <laughs> easy, but it's just a thermometer that you would get for jam making, yeah. cheese making. They're super easy. I think they're like 50 pence on Amazon. Although. Yeah, they're so good. <laughs> we no have them everywhere. There's no excuse people. There's no excuse. Well, that's, I was very yeah. conscious when I was doing the book of people going out and buying huge equipment. Because yeah. I'm a killer for it. You know, if there's a spiralizer that's on trend, yeah. I'll buy the biggest thing and it sits, <laughs> sits in my kitchen for years. And so with this, yeah. I've tried to do it on the most kind of easy to get kind of equipment yep. you don't have to go and get muslin I've just got tea towels today yeah. but it should be very readily available for you yeah. and yeah so the thermometer's there and I'm just waiting for it to get up to temperature so I'm looking at about 120 and I'm just going to add a little bit of salt to this okay just. so so like all cheeses are salted as you you yes. talk a bit in your book about cheese salt I mean obviously yeah. it's probably not necessary for ricotta it's is not, it no but you can get hold of cheese salt and again it's something that's so super easy to order yeah. um in the back of the book we've done like a huge index of the best places oh, to buy your amazing. equipment yeah, yeah, um yeah. and loads of it's local so we've got some people down in sussex that yeah. we buy our stuff from yeah all comes next day it's cheap as well like it's not expensive um and the cultures the salts they're usually about a pound a bag or yeah. something what's the difference between cheese salt and normal um, it's just to do with the acidity yeah. so I think that's it yeah. So, yeah. yeah we. so basically if you use normal salt you're probably adding a bit more acid and once it. you get up to your super um, sort of com well, not complicated but you're more intense mix cheese yes. making you want to be controlling every little a little bit yeah it. and also you want to be very very conscious of making notes all yeah. the way through because with ricotta you should be fine but yeah. when you get to the more complicated cheeses it's a really good idea to take note of what you're doing because sometimes it will come out and it's the worst cheese ever or yeah. you would have made the best cheese ever and you want to remember how yeah, you made it so you just want to know what yeah because I guess things can really affect it like today it's it's well it's sunny now but then we had hail before yeah. and it was freezing exactly. so even like temperature humidity temperature, the milk kind of it's it's really changes and sometimes you do get a happy accident yeah and you want to know what you did yeah. and was it because you used the same spoon yeah as the with vinegar and you oh, added really? a little bit more i've done so that would before. you so you would literally go i'm using um orga i'm using organic milk that i bought from the supermarket today yeah. i use this pan i use this spoon yes i use this vinegar like yeah. literally that yeah i detailed. do try and keep kind of little yeah. notes with this i think it's fine because it's pretty easy and you can control this very well but when you get a little bit more complicated, I think you, you should make notes. Yeah. As I said, the best cheeses sometimes I've made haven't been my exact recipe I started with. Right. And then they've changed. and You've the, tweaked it. Yeah. And I think the thing about the book is actually giving you a guideline. Mm. But already the funniest thing last week. So the book came out last Thursday, I yeah. think. And uh, a lady sent me on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, she'd scribbled out some of my recipe and, re and rewritten. No way. But actually what, she I edited it for yeah. you nice <laughs> so, and I thought actually we get no. a lot of that <laughs> yeah like, I was like well go you yeah. you know if that's the way you like to do it then 
And I thought about it. And at first I was quite offended. And then I sat back <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, some of my recipe books, I've done the same, like a yeah. bit too much chili or, you know, add a little bit more basil. Yeah. And I think that's quite lovely yeah. that she'd done it and she's making it her own. What was her little note to go along with? Well, the no, it was something to do with the fact that she wanted more lemon with the okay. paneer, oh, which is, right, yeah, yeah, so she liked it more lemony. Oh, well, that's, and that's she thought good. I'd put too much, she was too pressed for her. So was she it, liked it more. Liked it a bit looser. Yeah, which, you know, go you, you know, Margaret. It, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let me just stir this around a little bit. Yeah. So, so you say as well in the in the um, book that you, I think one of the one of your specialist things is a long long handle spoon. I love yeah. that, just so you can get to the bottom <laughs> well, of the pot. I just, yeah, first of all, because I'm quite short, yeah, yeah. so I love it, uh, this is like nice and low for me. Yeah. But normally, I do need. Yeah. I have one of those. Um, you know, the children that brush their teeth. You know, the stools from Mothercare. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can see I've got them all over the shop, behind the counter, and I have them at home because <laughs> I'm too short. Can I just say, Morgan is not that short. I, I'm not short. Sure. Uh, well, I'm 5'3", which is average height for a girl, yeah. I've heard. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah. It is. I'm 5'6". I'm but, but I do I'm find it difficult when I go king to get okay. to the back. It's not like you're, I mean, you're not tiny. You should meet my mum. She's just under five foot. I have foot. met oh, yeah, you have met. I like standing yeah. next to her, actually. She's a munchkin. Yeah, you're not, you're not short. But no, so it just helps me yeah. with that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, because they're quite on my hob. It's quite high. Yeah. But yeah, there's you can find all this stuff in yeah. in Lakeland or any of the shops. So you're trying to get to 120. So what, uh, yeah. why is that 120 the magic number? So this is when the milk's going to be hot enough so that it will acidify. Ah, right. So when we add our acid, yeah. it's going to turn the milk from a liquid into a solid. So we're yeah. going to get a separation of the curds and the whey. Right. So that's when we start to see the actual cheese form. Yeah. And that's pretty much the basics of cheese making. Yeah. Once you get that done, like yeah. you know, your colleague did, once you've got the curd, you're sorted. You know, if you can do that bit yeah it's fine but I I was reading in the book and I think um we've mentioned on the thing that sometimes you add the acid before heating yes so it depends on the cheese depends on the cheese so this one what we're waiting for is the we want the salt to go into the cheese yeah, so we first. want it a little bit salty so because it's first. a fresh yeah, cheese yeah. so that's the flavor really and then what we're going to do is add the acid so then the curds are actually salted beforehand right so it's just different ways of doing it there's really you know when you get to cheddar it's a lot more complicated yeah. you're looking at cheddaring which is a whole different process yeah this is just a simple simple way of doing it and does do you Add acid to all cheeses, or is it just, again? Is it, it some cheeses? Yeah. So basically, sometimes you're going to add cultures, which right. are different. Yeah. So they're the ones that you buy, and that will change the cheese completely. And that's when you get into slightly more complex. Definitely. Yeah. So these ones we're looking at white wine vinegar. Yeah. Or we could have done this with lemon juice. Oh, can you do ricotta with lemon juice yeah, as well? You can do. I prefer white wine vinegar just because ricotta isn't technically a lemony cheese. Um, no. So it keeps. This is the traditional kind of is way. Is it to the do traditional it. Yeah. way they do it? So I'm nearly up to temperature. So I'm going to be adding. So I've literally just got white wine vinegar from Sainsbury's. You yeah. don't have to go fancy. Um, You're lucky to have a Sainsbury's over the road. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're just going to add a bit of this. And I'm going to add a tiny bit more than I normally would, right. just because we want it to be a little bit faster today. Right, okay. But it shouldn't affect the taste. Oh, okay, that's quite so good. So you can actually speed it up. Can speed it up a little bit, um, yeah. Morgan's been really precise. She's using the, the cap <laughs> of the vinegar as her measuring spoon. Yeah. But she knows what she's doing because she's done it a million yeah. times before. See, that's the thing I love about stuff like this is when you get the nonnas in Italy they're not going to be getting the measuring oh, spoons yeah, out. They're just rubbish, going to be yeah. like, I know exactly how much vinegar to put in this. Yeah. So I think once you've done it, I mean, I've done this recipe, it must be, well, yeah. in Scotland, I did it 
I think at least 15 times so you were, this week. You were doing live cheese making on book tour. Yeah, so how, we were doing. How was it? It was really fun. Was it? Really, Did you, you really went to fun. Newcastle, didn't you? I went to Newcastle. How were the Geordies? They were fab. Oh, brilliant. Really? <laughs> Do you know what? Such foodies. Yeah, they Such are. They love, they love their food and drink fab, up there. Yeah. I mean, everyone is... I've seen the like food and drink scene change in Newcastle so much since I left there like yeah. a long time ago. And... Um, but it, the enthusiasm for it is incredible. You know? I mean, yeah. they're just all the foodie stores that were there as well. Yeah, making they were making local wine that yeah. we were having with the cheese. No, no, it's great. Uh, it's, it was. There's so fantastic. many breweries. We went to Wylam Brewery yeah. this weekend. I was just up there, and um, it's just such an incredible place. Oh, and I was fun. like, oh my god, I wish there's the breweries in you know in yeah. the city centre yeah, as yeah, well, right, which yeah. is fantastic. It's so good. Oh, it was it yeah. was really good fun. Yeah. Really good fun. Cool. So we were up there and we we're drinking away and um, <laughs> yeah, making cheese. Good at drinking as well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah it kind of turned to that by yeah. 12 o'clock um but yes yeah, so i was up in newcastle and then scotland for five days yeah. and then down to the, the west country oh, nice. um, quite soon so yeah and then we're doing some events in london at selfridges Brilliant. and fortnums and stuff oh, cool. so. i might pop along yeah, yeah. they're more local to us <laughs> yeah. it's easier so right, what's so. happening now? So I'm looking in the pan. Okay, so now you're Ooh. getting like a consistency, almost it, like a cottage cheese. Yeah, it looks like curdled. Yeah, so it's starting to curdle. Now, at this point, we would leave it for a little while. But I'm going to add a tiny bit more acid, which will just make it curdle slightly yeah. quicker. Um, and then that way, we're going to see a separation from the curds to the way. So okay. basically, that means we're going to see solid little lumps yeah. move away from like a milky, watery liquid. Yeah, so the, so the you actually want the the solid like fat bit of the, is it the That's fat bit want. of the cheese? Yeah, well the con the solid content. Content, bit, yeah. yeah, and then to leave the water behind, which is the whey. Yeah. So, do you do anything with your whey? Because I've heard you so can make yes, sort of like um, use it for bread and yeah, we can use you can use it for bread. I use it for um, brine for other cheeses. Oh yeah. So if I wanted to use um, it later on on mozzarella, I leave my mozzarella to sit in it because it's a fantastic kind of oh, vinegary yeah. water. Um, also, ricotta is a um, byproduct. So when you're making mozzarella, you can actually make ricotta as well. So that's another way of doing oh, it. Oh yeah, because I actually went to um, I was in Cork the other week, um, which will be on another podcast later on this month and and we went to a mozzarella making place yeah, and fantastic. it was incredible and that's what they said that if you make a certain if you make a certain cheese like they make mozzarella there's there's a family of cheeses that you can yeah. make as well with which is fantastic yeah. yeah so the byproduct of mozzarella so all those curds that are left yeah. afterwards you can actually form a ricotta wow. if you've made enough mozzarella, yeah, made enough mozzarella. but it's fantastic yeah. and it means really no wastage no waste which is what well. we love yeah. you know that's what we're all and about also, like as a you know as a producer as a cheese producer like not having to waste stuff exactly. is fantastic yeah because well, you don't want to get rid of it it's, no. um, so we tend to keep our whey and then use it as a brine that's the most common yeah, way we yeah, do yeah. it so if we're doing a wash rind cheese as well I love using it for that and adding alcohol and then you can wash so your cheese becomes, in it I love it yeah. so yeah so we've whole... got one recipe in the book which is um, I don't know if you've ever had it I don't know if you had it Christmas with me the Camembert Calvados I didn't know. Oh, because I think we had it on taste. It. Maybe like it, it was the day you were here. <laughs> but um, it was the camembert that I soak in brandy. Wow. And then coat in breadcrumbs. Oh, God. And it's like, it's a really, really traditional French cheese for Christmas Eve. So they always eat it the night before Christmas. So you, 
What, do you deep fry it? No. No, no. no. So okay. you take off the actual rind. Yeah. So you get like a squishy, like almost camembert the middle bit. Yeah. Then overnight you soak it in brandy, lots of brandy. Wow. And then the next day you coat <laughs> it in breadcrumbs, soak it a bit more and then another layer of breadcrumbs and it's really, really good. It it's incredible. so boozy, but yeah. it's fab. Yeah. So, um, good Christmas cheese. It's though. a really good Christmas yeah. cheese. And people go crazy for it in the shop. So we have pre-orders from now for it. Do you? Yeah, because you can only get a certain amount and then we end up having to stop making it, which is, you've seen the shop at Christmas. I came no... up on the day, I think it was Christmas Eve, me was and Mum came Eve? up. Yeah, oh, it's and all a we, blur um, to me. It was, it was insane. There was yeah. a, I think, um, we did, actually, we just, we came up, we came past and there was a queue halfway down the street <laughs> and we went and got a couple of other things and I think we just managed to, um, and then you came out and chatted to us and everyone was a bit like, how come they're getting special? <laughs> I know. And also the amount of times yeah. that I've gone over the road to go to Gales and get like a cup of tea yeah. and I've come back to try and get through and, and I've had people grab me yeah, and go, go, there's a queue. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm just, if I could just. <laughs> I'm just the owner, please. Oh, please let me back in. <laughs> but no, here at Christmas is this is so lovely and calm yeah. and yeah. you know there's a few customers popping in yeah. at Christmas it's absolute mayhem <laughs> but it's all right I mean we give out lots of kind of mulled wine and mint spice to yeah. keep everyone busy cool um so this is really starting to form oh great so at this stage we would probably leave it covered for right. about half an hour okay again we're trying to speed it up a little bit so I'm just gonna add a bit more because we've done quite a lot of milk and that should really make it go quicker Cool. I'm just gonna pinch more salt because this is kind of a savory one. Okay. So, so we so basically we would want once you start seeing the little cottage cheesy bits, yes. you cover it. Do you take it off the heat? I'd actually leave it on a low heat. A very low heat. Or put it into a um, warm bath, which is where you fill oh, the sink yeah. up right. yeah, yeah, with yeah. hot water. Just leave which it I love doing it's that. A little way. bath, I yeah, love it. Like a little a bit, bath. Little encouragement. <laughs> so we Keep usually going. put it in there yeah. and stick um, warm water because it yeah. means it's more controlled. Okay. So, yeah, so you start to see all these amazing yeah, wow. curds forming. And, and they're it, actually quite big. They're quite big. I yeah. thought, yeah, I was. I expected it to be more... No, Because it started good. off cottage cheesy and then now it's kind of slightly clumping together. Yeah, which is fab. So it means that this is all the kind of fatty goodness yeah. um, that we're looking for. And this nice. is what we're going to be draining off. Nice. Um, so, yeah, normally you'd leave this, go off, have a cup of tea, yeah. you know, make whatever you're going to have the fresh ricotta with. So yeah. we would normally have it with nice fresh tomatoes, basil, mm. and just chunk into it. Or like I said, you do a nice sweet ricotta where you put one on the table with pistachio nuts and honey, mm, lovely. which is quite yum. Yeah. So that's good. But yeah, at this point, actually, we would be all right to drain some of this Brilliant. out. Brilliant. Well, let's do it. So so what? So again, we've got our... So we've we just got a... Um, got IKEA sieve. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So we've got just this to use as our drainer because we're little bit short on space. Yeah. So we're going to get this. And basically, you should use muslin, which is nice and thin, but we're going to yeah. use tea towel. Yeah, this, this is, is just is what we have in the cheese shop. It really is like <laughs> a tea towel. Like. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but it works absolutely fine. It's the same thing. And this is not what even, you'd have. That's not even a really thin tea towel. That's like no, a normal yeah. tea towel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it should be absolutely fine because yeah. you want to keep as much in there as possible. Yeah. Um, right. And... It just means if you do have muslin, it's fantastic. To be honest, you can get muslin. We, I think we ordered some like on a card or yeah. you can just get it in your. Like, we get them from the like, big cook shops. In Wake, uh, Lakeland. Lakeland yeah. as well is brilliant. So for we it, usually yeah. have loads in here, yeah. but we tend to, we're really naughty in that we like to bleach, not bleach, hot 
bath all of ours. Right. So I usually take them home. The germs yeah. And stuff, because yeah. also the other thing with that is, if you have a different kind of rennet on it yeah. or a different kind of acid, it can right. change the taste of the next cheese. Oh. Okay. So you have to be a little bit conscious of that mm. when you're using the equipment that you don't leave anything on there. Yeah. You do. You do say like, one of the things is you just you have to be really clean. Really clean. Because if you're introducing any kind of bacteria, it. it's going to affect your cheese yeah, one way or the other. You'll never know what you've done. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Yeah. You know, making notes. Just but imagine really I used a muslin from yesterday yeah. that has another bacteria mm. on it. It's, um, <laughs> although I may have cleaned it well, yeah. I think it's really good. We put them on a really hot wash yeah. or we get some new ones. So it just makes sense. So this cool. is a new tea towel, which has got no, nothing on top. I know we're not using rennet in this cheese, but while while you're draining, can yes. you explain um, the role of rennet and when, when you would add that yeah. to the... So that would be around now. So okay. once you've got your curds formed, mm -hmm. the rennet would go in, depending on... It's all really dependent on the recipe because they are so yeah. different. There's not two recipes that are similar yeah. in the book at all. Um, so that's the other thing as well, that you're learning completely different skills each yeah, time. each time. So rennet... If we were looking at, say, maybe one of the fresher cheeses, the more easy ones, the rennet would go in while the milk's hot and once you've added your acid, so right. now, so and now. then you'd cover it. So te ah. really, typically, you'd cover it for about an hour, yeah. depending on the cheese, again. So some of them could be a lot longer. Um, but as you can see, you've yeah. got nice, big, fat curds. Yeah, we've got lovely. <laughs> and it looks so creamy as well. It's really creamy. Yeah, this is a nice, organic kind of whole milk. Again, that's the thing. You could do this with sheep's milk. You could do oh, this yeah, with goat's milk. Oh, yeah, because you say other milks. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, I think goat's milk is a little bit easier to get these days, isn't it? Is. It is, yeah. I mean, um, you, if you can... Because there's a big um, yeah, need yeah. for it with people who've got sort of lactose intolerance exactly. and stuff. And, they, they and can... we're lucky enough to have Planet Organic and, yeah. you know, specialist shops around here. Yeah. Um, but if you can get hold of it, it's definitely worth experimenting. Because different flavour again. Exactly. So could you make goat's milk ricotta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, nice. Definitely. It's worth giving it a go as well because... I've got Crohn's disease. I am conscious of having a lot yeah. of goats and sheep milk. Right. Better for me. Yeah. So I do like to use it. Um, but cow's milk is more readily available. Yeah. So that's why I tend to show people the cow's milk one. But it's... Um, and again, she sheep's milk is probably rarer, but you might yes. in a farmer's market get... That's it. And there's so many farmer's markets mm. now. Even in London, it's crazy the yeah. amount of farmer's or markets online, there are. I mean, online has changed everything for us I remember years ago when I first started out in food like 15 years ago whatever literally spending days running around London oh, trying really? to find specialist ingredients yes, and you'd have to go it. you'd have to go all over to get very and yeah. now I can go and just order various things yeah. from different speci speciality online people it's you fantastic know, so, yeah. I mean we are really really spoiled now yeah we're spoiled which indeed. means it kind of makes our life easier when we're doing things like this yeah. because you know you can make your own produce at home or yeah. your own kombucha is that what? yeah just yeah, loves actually, kombucha actually funnily enough <laughs> in the um, April issue of Olive oh, magazine really? we have got a, which is just coming out um, after your issue yeah um, we've got a guide to making your own kombucha and Adam oh. And um, our drinks writer, Hannah, spent yeah. a couple of weeks in the test kitchen knocking up all different kinds of kombucha. Oh, cool. And yeah, it's really, yeah, it's so obsessed. good. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, because a lot of the commercial ones you get are a little bit, um, can be a bit sugary. Yeah. You know, they're, they're not like... Well, they're trying they're not, to make them taste delicious. They're, they're they? trying to make them taste nice when, in fact, it, it is a sort of acquired taste. But yeah. once you get into it, you really get into that yeah. lovely vinegary tang kind of thing. So, And also, it's yeah. kind of, isn't it a bit like a labour of love with the whole sourdough thing? It's kind yeah. of, you have to nurse your yeah. kombucha. Well, I'd like Adam's our sourdough expert as well. So oh, he's, really? He's definitely oh, okay. got that he knows. slightly... He's an ex-chef, so he's slightly spotty about it. I'm a bit... 
I'm definitely a bit more impatient. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sort I'm of like, yeah, make it happen awful. now. So there's like watching you do ricotta and we've we've got it in the sieve now inside the um, tea towel. And yes. You can actually start to see a proper separation. Yeah. So of you've the, got um, like a, a liquid. So yeah. it's like a watery liquid and that's yeah. just the way. Sort of watery, yellowy liquid. Yeah. And then... And the whey's all draining away. away. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got the lovely curdies. So at this point, what we would yeah. normally do, um, you know, a bit more time, we would leave this hanging over the sink. So I usually tie it into a, a bag, oh, right. like a so muslin a bag, like, yeah. and then leave it over the sink for about an hour. Yeah. Just to make sure enough whey has drained off. Um, but you can do it quickly on your own if you... And can you... Can you um, like control the dryness of your ricotta by doing that as in you would that's would a bit you later do, on would you do that later yeah right. so that's how you leave it out you know if you want it a little bit drier you can leave it in the pot yeah you know out at room temperature let it really really drain through while yeah. in the pot before you flip it out okay um, and that will kind of give you a more kind of dry ricotta so the pots you've got are a, the Just little plastic yeah. I mean you would have seen them um if you've been in a cheesemongers and you by ricotta the sort of little, they always come little in, yeah. plastic drainy pots yes yeah, they're fab as well and you can you can again buy them online they're super cheap yeah. super easy and if people didn't have them what would they what could they put the ricotta put in? It in a little like just I leave guess. it in a small sieve yeah and just or I mean, you, you can, can eat it quite fresh anyway aren't that's you, the so. thing we just do it because it's the traditional shape and it lets yeah. it drain out because of the lovely, holes yeah. um but if you wanted to you could leave it in the bag yeah. and actually open it that way so you've got more of kind of like a a mozzarella shape like a mozzarella bomb yes that's it yeah <laughs> so i'm just quickly doing this so we've got now all the curds in there and a lot of the whey's drained off yeah so like i said we'd leave it for a little while now yeah. and turn that off um leave that for a little while now to drain out on its own but we can just give it a squeeze you can, yeah so you just gather it all up like a little bag yeah. And you squeeze out as much. I love as the this way. just gorilla cheese maker. We're just <laughs> ignoring all the rules, but the rules are there. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a guideline, isn't and it? And also, like we'd always say squeeze it when it's been hanging as well. Yeah. So we're just just doing to get it that last little, little bit of way out. So with this, we're just going to make a small one because I haven't put all of the curds right. in here, but it will give us an idea. Looks so great. In there. Oh yeah! Now, wow. We've got kind of like sticky curds, yeah. which is fantastic. That's the base of the cheese. Love it. Now all we're going to do is transfer it into one of these pots. Okay. Cross. It's quite kind of bouncy, which is exactly what you want. Well, yeah, it is. So it's kind of starting to form its own shape already. Which but it's perfect. kind of creamy as well, because I was yeah. going to say, when we made the curd cheese, obviously that's that's a different recipe. The recipe for the curd cheese is in is in the magazine. And that gives you like a... A more of a more of a kind of bouncy squeaky yes yeah, yeah. whereas this is going to be a little bit creamier yeah because we've used whole milk as well um and what we want it to do is really really form a shape yeah with the curds they are just little pieces of cheese little pieces of cheese yeah yeah cool. so and then if you were going to do this with your if you're going to do the naughty morgan version yes. of it what <laughs> would be the, the ratio of, what would be the ratio of well, oh you would add the cream after yeah, yeah you don't heat the cream no 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 oh my god no so you really <laughs> so you so you'd stir in the cream and yeah. then put it in your pots and, and then, then leave it'll it be to sit. super kind of like creamy and indulgent wow. which is fab 
And what sort of ratio would you use for cream to milk? So you know? that really is dependent on you. I think I've done like a... <laughs> Like you do 50-50 yeah, probably. I think so. Yeah. But um, on the book, I think I've been quite, you know, sensible. Yeah. And I think it's only a couple. You're not showing your true colours No. If all. it was me, and obviously at home, yeah. when you're doing it, you can add as much as you like. Yeah. You do what you like. <laughs> you're mad. That's the kind of thing behind the book. Cream. I think you've got to kind of do it your own way and yeah. make it your own. Because it's all well and good me loving it, but, you know, yeah. other people have got to do it themselves. And What's been the response from, like, other cheesemakers about you writing a book about cheesemaking. Well, they've been so lovely because I know lots I, of them. Yeah, I, I know that you're, so, you're quite good mates, but yeah. I thought some of them would be like, it's not as simple as ours. Oh, it's God, as, no. no. Because you know what, as well, yeah. I think they respect the fact that you just it's wanna... such different scales. Yeah. I'm not here trying to make a gorgonzola no. or a aged cheddar at all. You no. know, we're making things that you can make at home. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they're fully aware. Well, they... And obviously in the book... We highlight our favourites and we also have, I think it's the biggest index of cheesemakers ever written about. Is it? So at the back of the book, wow. I think we've got kind of maybe, I think about a thousand cheesemakers from across the world. Yeah. And they're just the people that we really respect, really love. Yeah. So they're all in there. Um, so yeah, yeah, we kind of paid Because I thought, them. yeah, I th it, you know, in some industries, people would get a bit sniffy. So that just no. shows you how nice cheesemakers yeah, are. We Not all, cheesemongers, cheesemakers. Yeah, we all kind of see each other at the World Cheese Awards. Yeah. We're all in the same circle. I think that also it kind of, because I'm lucky enough to have a bit of a platform for it, yeah. um, it's kind of highlighting, you know, there are amazing cheeses out there yeah, as well. Yeah, you're there, like, um, pushing it for everyone else. Yeah, you know? so I do want to kind of get the message out there that, yeah. there's, you know, you can go to the supermarket and buy cheese, but why yeah. bother? So when you go on things like Sunday brunch, do you yeah. get a good reaction when you're that sort of... crazy. When you're kind of recommending new cheeses or different cheeses yeah. to try people are actually going out and oh god yeah the, the we if we put anything on sunday brunch yeah the response is unbelievable you know really? you've never seen anything like it. I love it our online goes mad you know when we went on with the book yeah within an hour the book was number six on the charts on amazon <laughs> which is crazy yeah. and the response from the guests and the other chefs is so fantastic yeah. as well but i love it because you're just giving people the tools you're like yeah go and do it go at home it. Yeah, yeah, just go for it. See Experiment, how you get on. And like, I think that's why I put recipes in there as well. Imagine you don't like cheese making. It's yeah. not for you. Yeah. But you can go and buy cheese yeah. and make these these recipes if you want. What's lovely about it as well is I think we've talked on previous podcasts about, you know, there's all of these artisan sort of things dying out, bread yes. making, butchery, yeah. cheese making. And you're giving people like an entry level, you know, permission to just go and go and experiment. Yeah, and, and I think that's the nice thing yeah. about it. Like, do you know what? They're not going to be the same as a cheese that's no. made from no. a farm in Somerset. But they are made with love. And I think that is different. Yeah. I think if you've put aside a cheese for six months and you're maturing it, yeah. when you try that cheese, you know that it's going to be absolutely delicious because you've spent so much time it's your on baby. it. baby. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and it's a bit like the kombucha or it's a bit like making a cake. My mum's cake is going to taste better than anything I could ever buy. Yeah, of course it doesn't is. matter where yeah. it's from because I know that she's, she's spent ages yeah. doing it. And I yeah. think when you do put love or passion into something, yeah, I think it comes across, or it does for me anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the response we've had, that people are quite enjoying doing it and Instagram I mean you've seen it like yeah, yeah, I yeah. get daily people just putting up pictures of the recipes Jesus and I love rage. that yeah. like, you've opened up you, you know what like out of thousands of people there might be one person who goes on to make a cheese that wins the world cheese that's awards that's the thing yeah, can you, you might just spark something yeah. in them and I don't think that would be me but <laughs> I don't have I the don't time watch this face though you never know but that's the thing like I think that 
hopefully someone who's got loads of time and like yeah. spend time developing it yeah, and doing yeah. lots of it'd be amazing absolutely amazing yeah. and I just think the more cheese is made the more varieties also the more cheese made here yeah. is good for us yeah definitely you know we're making a lot of British cheese now but there's room for more and with everything more. that's going on there's always room of, for more cheese <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah. yeah cool so let's look at so, our little yes. oh it's so, so cute little, normally we go all the way up but yeah so you just get the plate we're going to turn him out have a little taste oh wow oh god it, it looks really professional <laughs> so yeah it's just a teeny ricotta for us to try it. amazing but it's still a little bit warm so you usually leave it for a little okay. while but you can try some now I'll try a little bit super excited <laughs> Haven't had any breakfast. Oh, really? oh, <laughs> yeah, goodness. I know. Okay. So as I said, it's a little bit warm, but you usually okay. have this. And I have it quite plain, so I like it with like honey, nuts. And it has formed quite well, which is good. Try not to eat on out. Mm. <laughs> it has got that lovely fresh milk kind of fresh milky tang, and it's yeah. a bit warm. Yeah. And it's got the ricotta. It's not like um, what's the word? It's kind of sort of dry and knob. It, it's up texture, isn't it? Yeah, that kind of crumbly, but crumbly, then it forms yeah. together, which is crumbly quite nice. but soft yeah. as well. And yeah. also, you can make that more bouncy. You could have it, as I said, adding cream or yeah. using different milks. You would get different um, kind of outcomes. But with this one, it's pretty simple. Yeah. It's easy to make, like you saw it. It doesn't take long at I know, all. I can't believe we just did that. Yeah. And how long would that? How long would you keep that? I mean, ideally, would you eat it on this, the same day or it's within great to a couple eat of days? It, yes, a couple of days. Couple I think days. after that, it will become harder, which some people love. Yeah. So if you left that out, it would become a little bit hard around mm. the edge. Or, yeah, I would say a couple of days because it's so easy to make. Yeah. I don't think there's an excuse not to make it again. Yeah, you may as well eat it and just make another one. And you could make, yeah, you can make it in quantity and have a ricotta party. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we do it. <laughs> with all of like your with toppings this, you can see that we could have got, you know, at least yeah, a couple out of yeah, there. Yeah. Um, so it's super easy. And when I serve these at home, I would always, always just do a ricotta on a bed of tomatoes, you know, like nice heritage tomatoes, nice. olive oil and basil. Yeah, yeah. Just keep it really simple. Yeah, brilliant. But yeah. Well, thank you so much for showing us that and talking to us today. Um, the book is called The Modern Cheesemaker. It is. And it's out to buy now in yeah. all good bookshops yeah. and online as well. True. Um, but like really good luck with the future. And um, can, will you come back again yeah. for your next adventure? No, you've got to come back in here. <laughs> I can't wait. I love this place. But um, yeah, brilliant. Thanks so much for talking Thank to us, Morgan. Thank you. <laughs> so that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to find out more information on things in this episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. You can still pick up a copy of our Easter issue with our feature on cheesemaking from Morgan on the newsstand now or go and download the app version. Bye for now and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat.